It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yep, back again Word up Crystal clear in your ear You know what I mean? The end of the year is near yeah, there you go. There you go. Word, Take those bars, with. put them over some flutes, and you know what I mean? Satisfy yourself. Uh, nah, man, we here. We here, man. How you feeling? I'm doing real good, man. Shit, just uh, <clears throat> in stride. You know what I'm saying? Keep staying focused, getting laser beam for 24. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, trying, to, mm-hmm. trying to make good out of all what niggas been doing. And got mm-hmm. going, you know what I'm saying? A few irons in the fire, you know what I mean? Bolstering this 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 part to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. It's holiday season, you know what I'm saying? It's that time when niggas stop answering your motherfucking collect call. <laughs> you, you collect yeah. my check call. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's real, a, a real good time to get introspective and, and figure out where you want to be, where you want to go, how you want to do it. And for me, it's it's you know triple that. So I'm on, I'm on figuring that part out. Mm. The planning, the plotting, and the reflecting. Planning, plotting, reflecting, um, being. You know what I'm saying? Mm. All of the above. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because right. you know, yeah, we niggas getting short with this shit. So it's time to. Move forward in a real way. Right, right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can feel you can feel the energy fading out. You definitely, you know, that's you know, that's what they saying. This is uh let's circle back after the holiday season. It has begun. That shit kinda began right after Halloween, it seems like it gets there a little earlier and earlier each year. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like Black Friday. Early. <laughs> Black Friday being fucking August now. You know, they I do a little you. preliminary. Black I told, August. I told you the white folks went to see Santa in October. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been telling people that. That's crazy. <laughs> that is, that's really wild. But, um, yeah, it's definitely that. Definitely that type of thing. And, um, you know, I don't know <clears throat> how hard that affects me. Cause I'm still out here trying to make some shit, you know, mm-hmm. shit happen. I know that's, huh. I'm not sure how hard that is. And like, I know that's a corporate thing, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping corporate. I could, f- yeah, it's definitely a corporate thing. And I feel like it bleeds into depending on who you're dealing with. It could bleed into some of this other shit, mm-hmm. but, um, I still need I still need a few people to pick up the phone. You know right. what I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, I need some responses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the the crazy shit is it's definitely corporate. It's definitely when you're trying to get corporate, uh, you know, receivables. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's yes. definitely it's definitely a factor there. It's definitely when you're trying to do a deal. It's definitely when you're trying to sell some shit that that mm-hmm. needs a whole lot of layers of approval and you know what I'm saying sign offs. Um, you know, niggas in the street still spending money, so it's just the beginning right. for retail and you know clubs and restaurants. Like you, 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 
Like you a comedian, yeah. comedy shows, like you know that shit still is cracking and 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 open for business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you trying to when you doing a little bit of both, and when you like, I'm not even actually doing a whole lot of corporate receivables right now, but mm-hmm. I do have to make some fucking moves. You know what I'm saying? And the time, like, it just feels like the time to be like, you know what, let's make these moves before everything get back into motion. And that's just me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not out in the street. I'm not out on the, in the club. I don't have no restaurant. I don't even have no products, which is, which is, you know, offensive to me. But, you know, it's time to just make sure that next Christmas you in place for everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then for the fucking fall, you in place. For the goddamn summer, you in place. For for spring, you got shit to do. You know what I mean? And some at right. some point, you got to figure out when you're going to do this shit. At some point, you got to figure out what, what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, shout out to 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 uh, Young Dolph. You know what I'm saying? It was Dolph Day, November seventeenth, the other day. You know what I mean? Oh, so that, been, yeah. What's that based yeah. on? Is that the day he died, or is that? I day think he that's born? the day he died. I think that's when he died. He oh, died okay. at the end yeah. of the year like this. Got yeah. it. So I just know they they named it Dolph Day for real, like it's a real thing. Like last mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah, he died November seventeenth, twenty one. Oh, okay. But, you know, by being Dolph Day, a lot of his interviews are starting to pop up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and remember how you used to say, you know, you learn more about the artists through their interviews nowadays. So I just was watching a lot of Dolph interviews, and and the nigga made a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Given what he's talking and what he's done, you know what I'm saying? He nigga lived what he was talking, and... It's just good energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like how Nipsey was when he died. It's like, damn, that nigga made a lot of goddamn sense. But, right. so I've been on that. And and really, you know, since I've been out of the mix, it's like, it's time for getting ready to come back to the mix. And when I come back to the mix, I want to come back a whole different nigga. And when I come back like Jordan, wearing the 4 5 Yo, Ain't to play well, games with you. It's to aim at you. Let me ask nigga, you this. That nigga got rid of that 4-5, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had to get rid of it. He, he came back with a marketing plan and, and, a, and a, a committee, a board of board of directors. Let me ask you this, though. What what specifically did you see in some of this this uh, Dolph uh, interview stuff that you felt like kind of nah, struck it's you? Just, no, it's just... You know, when he started talking about when you got something that you want to do, you either mm-hmm. going to do that shit or you not. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, nigga, if you believe in that shit, you're going to put the energy on that and, and do it. You know what I mean? And I understand right. that shit because I've done shit. You know what I mean? And I know what it takes mm-hmm. to do shit. And you can't halfway, I'm going to try or I'm going to think. You got to believe that shit all the way 100% or it's at jeopardy of not working or being super extended. And and just, like, I had never really hear his interviews, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. when he was, you know, he was my rapper, you know what I'm saying? I, when I, right. Once I found him, I was late, obviously. But once I, once I found his raps, I was like, oh, this nigga, 
it's his energy level, his wavelength, you know what I'm saying, it's not really about a bunch of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like cash, holes, clothes, but if you really listening to it, he breaking down a lot of the mindset of getting to that mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of the action of it. Like a lot of the, you know what I'm saying, I'm this, I'm that, and the third. It's more of this the mindset of how to get to that. You know what I'm saying? And one of the things yeah. I watched the other day, he was just like, you know, he was talking, he said, my big homies taught me, you know what I'm saying, if you want to do it, you got to do it. You got to look like it. You got to feel like it. You know what I'm saying? People going people gonna to invest in you based on how you look and feel. You know what I'm saying? If you want to look like, if you ain't trying to look like it or act like it, it's going to be hard for niggas to put money into you or, or hard for niggas to pay you what you think you deserve when you're not showing up as the product that, you know what I'm saying, deserves that number. And so all that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? You got to be 100% showing up for who you are, what it is that you want, and where you're trying to place yourself. You can't place yourself as a as an artsy nigga, but then you scared to show people your art, or you scared to, to look how you feel, or you scared to look like your art. You know what I'm saying? You want to look like, a, you know, you want to look like a get money street nigga, but you want to portray an artist. It might not match. You know what I'm saying? People might not want to invest in you as an artist, but they might want to invest in you as a street nigga or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So I was talking to one of my homeboys about, I guess it's about something totally different, but it, it lined up. And we was talking. He, I was like, man, oh, he was saying, like he he he's he's forty something, you know what I'm saying? He done bought uh he done inherited a, a farm in Kentucky and bought a couple of houses. And you know what I'm saying, he's always the guy that with his you know, he stands, he's getting his back straight, chest poked out, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna make moves. And so he was telling me how people call him, you know what I'm saying, and and it all a lot of times it's leading to can I borrow a thousand dollars? You know what I'm saying? It's like, God damn, you know what I'm saying? 18 people asked me for $1,000, nigga, $18,000 in a week. But I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, listen, man, people out here struggling. Niggas do be needing $1,000. And when you call a nigga, you have to understand that niggas is going through it. You know what I'm saying? Before you just jump straight into what you doing, you know what I'm saying? And how it's affecting you, but you talking to a nigga who need to put a goddamn some goddamn food on the on the stove by tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of ease into talking to a nigga and understand that you understand where he at with it. You know what I mean? So when the motherfucker hits you back with that, it's because you didn't even pay attention to where he was at. You know what I mean? You got to pay attention to where he's at. So I was just like, you know what I'm saying? On the contrary, when I be with my rich family and friends, you know what I'm saying? A lot of that, you know, a lot of the people who after the money, they kind of repelled by me. And I was like, I ain't understand that. You know what I'm saying? He was like, but nigga, you got stuff going on too. But I was like, but for some reason, I don't portray that. And that don't come to me. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, ah, oh, yeah, nigga, you probably just, you probably just emitting, emitting an artist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody don't think <laughs> to borrow money from an artist, you know? And, and it, and I never thought about it like that. I'm just saying that's when you tell that to me, that's what I receive because I I know 
people going through it out here, and I've been, you know what I'm saying? I, I go through it too, you know what I'm saying? I, recession time, nigga, I was going through it, but nobody was in a recession but me, seemed like. You know what I'm saying? So it's in the grand scheme, like I said, with Dolph, with my homeboy, it's understanding what you want to do and do that shit full time. Because for him, he was like, you know, my people told me I wasn't empathetic. And I was like, maybe you ain't going to be empathetic. You know what I'm saying? Because you never was. You got skills to be empathetic. But I don't think that's where you even want to land. You just equating empathetic with good. And that's not always true. So you had to take the gifts God gave you and make good out of that. And then empathy may be one thing, but that's not all who you are. And you have never been that. So I don't see why you feel bad because that's not how you feel. So for me, I have to take all what God has given me and make something real out this shit for, for the end of the year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Got to figure it out. Got to figure it out, you know? Um, I was thinking about Dolph and Nipsey. You know, I look at them, uh, and there's others, maybe Larry June and a few. It's like a, a subset of rappers that I call think and grow rich rappers, you know, mm -hmm. like where they definitely laying out the, the plan, you know, very mm -hmm. deliberately. This is what it is. This is what we did. You know, I put Dom Kennedy in that. Like there's very much of um, a lot of financial transparency. Whereas before the generation of rappers maybe before the, the quote-unquote get money niggas, they just let you know they had that money. And, nigga, your inquiry or any of the shit that you want to know, I, I, it's, it's making me uncomfortable. It feels broke. I don't really want to share this shit with you. Just listen to me talk about this prosperity. Hopefully you could pick some some clues up from the cryptic shit that I'm saying. But, nigga, I can't spell it out, nigga. The game is to be sold, not told. That was the, that was the credo <laughs> back in the day. Now it seems like a lot of people are very much about... And then I did this, and then I did that, and slow motion is better than no motion, which I think is a, a big thing. There's a, and there's so many, you know, so many avenues, not just the, um, not just, just the rappers, but I think that we're, in, you know, with the internet and podcasting and everything, we're in such an information era right. that people see that there is, there's value in information, you know, whereas before I think people were very much very cagey. You know, mm -hmm. I was um I was listening to a podcast earlier today, I forget the name of it, with um Coach K on there, and he was talking about certain things. And one of the, the things that he said that he said blew his mind, and it was an interesting um I guess it was a gem. I I, I was struck by, it, but he was like, you know, when you invest, he was like Sometimes I'll just invest 1%, you mm -hmm. know, and see what that yield. He was like, oftentimes people feel like, you know, just to to uh, to invest that they got to take a large sum 
because right. it, it it seems like more of an investment. It seems like, you know, and the, him and the other guy were talking about, well, you done spent all this time to build a nest egg, and now you're going to gamble? Or, like, it's, it's going from investment to gambling now, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, I think back on, you know, Jay-Z with the Nets, and I remember detractors would say, well, that motherfucker only got 1% of the equity. And sometimes I think when you find out the reality of some of these deals on every level, on the payout level, on the investment level, uh, it's not as grand as maybe people would think. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And or, or vice versa. Right. Right. You know? Um, so, but I think that like now some of this transparency is, is, is helpful. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. But then back to this, this is something else that I want to talk about. Speaking of, cause I know you said something about, um, it's, it's offensive to you that you ain't got no product out right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like a physical product. We got this show. So that's, that's yeah. not offensive, but a physical No product. doubt. No doubt. No, I feel you. I understand what you're saying. Cause this it. I would like to, I think I'm gonna try to figure out some product. But um, I had this, and this don't really have a lot to do with physical product. This is more about just pulling the trigger, right? And you're talking about just laying out, I guess, like the catalog of, you know, mm-hmm. your activations moving right. forward. Um, and, you know, again, pulling triggers and, and publishing and putting shit in the world, right? I was reading the... Um, the Rick Rubin book, The Creative Act, which is pretty good, right? And it's a bunch of different things. And one of the things, I wish I had the blurb in front of me, but he was just talking about success. And he was like, you know, success really starts from within. You know, it's like when mm-hmm. you fig- you when you finished everything that you wanted to do, you know, and then you put it out to the world, the success is already there before it goes out to the world, before one opinion is counted the successes and the fact that you tweaked it and put it to the point to where you're satisfied with the end result and now you share it. And whatever happens, happens. Now, outside external success, that could depend on a, you know, a variety of you know, uh, things or whatever, right? And um, it made me think... Uh, I'm cu- Well, I'm not even... I think there's a, uh, I think it's a double-edged sword, but I was just, and as you were saying, I was just kind of thinking about uh, what is the effect, negative or positive, I guess it's double-edged, but like how much of an effect does metrics have on the creative community, you know? Like mm-hmm. before it used to be like, I created this, boom, here it is, behold, you know, maybe some people will talk about it, maybe blah, blah, blah. But when you see I've created this, boom, 47 people like it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you, you know, it's like I've I've seen it and I sometimes I've even been affected by it. But I've seen people literally become demoralized by that number, you yeah. know, like, you know what I mean? And it's yeah, just it's, like, it's... go ahead. It's a trip because it affects everything now because everybody has metrics. You know what I'm saying? You right. go on your phone, every app has metrics for you. You know what I'm saying? You got 47 likes, so you got 47,000 likes. You know, it's such such amount of people downloaded. It's shared this many times. You spent this amount of time on the app. 
all that. And so you're basing success off of the success that we know on the app. You know what I'm saying? You want to get a million followers. You want to get a million views in a, in 24 hours. You want all of the stuff. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of times people always base success off of the success they've seen at the top. Not mm-hmm. the rise to get there. Not what a motherfucker had to go through. Not the 47 likes he had on his first CD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just the, mm-hmm. the, the last one. The nigga did, you know... This nigga making money, man. This nigga got 17 cars and he getting 500,000 a show. And like, you want, you looking at all of that. But like, one of the trippish shits that, that I've seen in this recent world of, of, uh, Think and Grow Rich rap was simple mm-hmm. as shit. It's like Rick Ross. Rick Ross, you know, obviously is rich as fuck, you know what I'm saying? In comparison to, to, you know, a lot of his peers and a lot of us. Mm-hmm. You know, say Rick. You know, what I'm saying, if you had to give somebody, you know, one nugget to get successful, to stay successful, what would it be? Rick Ross said the same shit your mama and them said. Save, <laughs> learn mm-hmm. how to save, learn how not to spend right. all your money. You know what I mean? Right. But it's hard to fucking see that when you're trying to get a Maybach too. You know what I'm saying? And you ain't got shit. And you want to show niggas that you made the leap. But you want to leap all the way to the fucking top. You don't want to go from, you know what I'm saying, your Tercel to maybe, you know, a Lexus or a Prius or something. You know what I'm saying? Nope. You want to skip all that. You want to motherfucking make a scene. And and therefore, you're back to gambling, as you said. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to take the simple steps because you want to take the big steps. It's hard to take the logical next step because you want to win right now instead of watching it all the way through. You know what I mean? And we all got that. We, we I mean, I had that problem even before metrics of, of apps. I remember in the motherfucking 10th grade, you know what I'm saying? We hang around with, with money people and driving money cars and my uncle, and I didn't have my own car. But, you know, we rode everything. We didn't win all the fucking vehicles. And so at the end of the day, my uncle, he was about to go to the service, and he had a he had a 73 Caprice convertible. I used to drive that sometimes, but it wasn't all the way fixed up. It needed a lot of work. And he was like, why don't you buy this? I'll sell it to you. Maybe, maybe it was about three grand or some shit like that. And in my heart, I was like, nah, that shit ain't it. That shit ain't it. But it would have been mine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I couldn't see it because I wanted to jump to the top and not right. not grind my way through the process. You know what I'm saying? It's niggas who get fucking extensions in their dreads until the dreads come in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody yeah. don't want to go through the process of the of the real shit. And it wasn't until I started learning the process before I could actually feel the mistake and and of my own folly. Like when I was working at Vibe as a, you know, as a white collar job having motherfucker. It was the first time in my life I had nothing physical to sell. You know what I'm saying? I always had something to sell, something little something to sell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just to keep just to keep it going, you know? 
But I wasn't selling anything of my own product, of my own mind, or I didn't buy no products to sell them. And that shit felt vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? That's when I started doing my own thing and making new mistakes because I felt vulnerable just not having nothing. And then when I had something, then, then my ego was like, I got to I gotta show everybody I'm going to win with my shit. Fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which you take away half of your blessings. You know? Ego will help you strip yourself of your own blessings. And... And it's, that wasn't cool either. So you had to make a new, that's a new mistake, and you had to learn from. And, you know, and it's life, and you just keep going, but you got to respect. You got to respect your next step, you know what I'm saying, instead of your best, you know what I'm saying, instead of your your gamble, like the big win over if I do this and I do that, I'm going to win big. But it's like how can I stay steady enough to stay winning so when the opportunity come to win big, I don't have to shoot my whole wide trying to win big. And then if it don't go, then I'm back to square one. But the 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 young Dolph theory, as I see it now, as I'm saying it now, is whatever you do, believe in that shit 100%. Take your little steps. Take your big steps at the same time if you can. If you can't, take more little steps. But believe your shit till it win. And that's really the bottom line to all this shit. Because the only time you start losing is when you start quitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Once you, yeah. Stay in the game. Stay in the game, you know. That's real shit. Word. That is for real. Yeah. Real talk 100. <laughs> <laughs> Fire emoji. <laughs> oh shit, man. <sighs> what you think of that Andre three thousand album? Dre three thousand. Andre, we on the road to it. Andre, my man. Man, uh-huh. listen. Listen. It wasn't what I expected. One. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I expected it to be a little more um you know, funk, pop, mainstream leaning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he went all the way to the, you know, meditative thinking side of music. You know what I'm saying? Beats don't matter. You know, it's it's a vibe. It's a feel. It's an energy. I, I think that for him, it's a genius move because – What's to be expected from him is only what he expects from himself. You know, we don't know what the fuck he going to put out. And he going to put it out anyway. It's going to be people that like it. Of course, I've seen people that just cracking jokes about it. I mean, the first time I heard it. I mean, shit, I laughed. I laughed so hard because it 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 just threw me for a loop. I wasn't mm. expecting it. <laughs> and... And then I had to go back a few times and listen to it just in different mindsets and, and see where it belongs. And he's one of the few artists that can that can put something out, that can make something new, and then it, it changes you. It, it, you try to adjust yourself to figure out what it is as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, it having to do with what you are. 
It's just like with with the love below. Like we didn't know what the fuck that was. We didn't know he was finna do that shit. Hey y'all, nigga, what? It was like you had to adjust to it and be like, that is kind of funky. You know what I'm saying? This oh, this nigga hit him with the fifties jam on the ass. Now mm-hmm. this nigga hit him with the Dalai Lama. You know what I'm saying? This the breathing. This the shit. I be the breathing in the motherfucking yoga. You know what I'm saying? Go take Pilates and shit. Like, this nigga is is telling you, is setting you up for a different kind of lifestyle without even saying it. You know what I mean? He just creates a world of sound that sounds different and the sounds that take you to another place and then you end up in another place and you have to deal with it and figure out how you fit into that place. It's... As far as art goes, that shit's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I, 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 I think he just opened up a whole wide world for himself. You know what I'm saying? To, to see what he does and if he brings people together around this, it's going to be a big thing. I want to see the video. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Mm-hmm. So um, in self-branding and and self figuring out yourself it's a it's a big lesson in you know fuck with the people that fuck with you and give them the shit that's coming out of you and take it from there you know what i'm saying because lo and behold people might be able to see things about your shit that you never saw because they grew in a certain kind of way he probably don't know how the people are receiving this shit except for the people who tell him until we give them the feedback until motherfuckers start doing what they do with the music until you walk into a whole place and niggas is playing the flute album. You know? Shit. While serving lamb chops. I don't know. <laughs> I had <laughs> some lamb chops this weekend. Them shit was fire. Them I did was too. very fucking good. Okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah, was, yeah. They was very fucking expensive. Yeah, I would yeah, do a Keith Lee absolutely. on them, but I don't. I don't feel like I should destroy my momentum with okay <laughs> shitting on a lamb chop spot. Because mm, yeah, them shits was expensive, be. and them, uh-huh. that service was terrible. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, had, so I had some good lamb chops. They was they were pricey. The service was good, and and the seasoning, all of that shit was it was it was right where it needed to be. Oh, you didn't make them? I thought you might. I thought you might have made them. Nah, only, nah, nah, nah. About food you make coming soon. The D yeah. Lemon Food Show, 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 show. Right, right, right now, but it it, <laughs> it, it it sparked the idea. It sparked the idea to maybe make some lamb. I never thought about making lamb chops, but I might just do that shit. Um, but. Back to the Dre joint. Uh, it's interesting, you know? Like, um, I... There's a lot of shit that I want to talk about with this Dre thing. I'll say this. <laughs> I listened to it. I listened to it a few times. I kind of listened to it in the way that it was prescribed, mm-hmm. you know? Listen to it medium to low. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't You ain't got to blast it. There ain't no bops mm-hmm. on here. No jams, so do that. When it came out, I think I um, not I think I know I turned it on to fall asleep to, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, let me just listen to this shit. You uh, was resting with kind of, yeah, you know what I mean. Let me get some 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 REM sleep score, mm-hmm. you know. Let me let it let it let it play, and. You know, it's in the background. 
But it's not like I'm not really paying super attention to it. And I think that was a, a it was kind of twofold. One, like I said, that was kind of what the suggestion was. Mm-hmm. Two, I didn't really want to go into. Uh, he talked to he said that. Oh, okay. I was listening to him on the uh, All Songs Considered podcast, oh, okay. which was really good. Like he, yeah, he. It was good to hear him speak at length about you know his process, where mm-hmm. he is creative, you know, creativity wise, and you know what's inspiring him and all of that. I saw that, and I also saw the GQ piece. Mm. I really like the All Songs Considered pod a little bit more. Like he, right, he got way that. more in depth. Yeah, that. check it out. But uh, go ahead, number two, number two, number two, number two. But number two was off rip. I didn't really, I didn't really want to critique it. I didn't want to give it a whole bunch of scrutiny based Mm -hmm. on the fact of one, I'm not a flute type of dude. I'm not a flute fan. I'm not a, I don't have my top five favorite flautists as we was talking about last week. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I don't listen to Bobby Humphrey albums and all of that. I just know, okay, Dre is doing a Fluid album. All right, like we said, or I said last week, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, you know? Mm-hmm. What I was struck by, what was interesting, was the, like, the level of backlash that I seen. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people were kind of, pissed off right. you know a lot of people felt as though he was trolling a lot of people felt like this this shouldn't be celebrated you know what i mean it's not it's not at the level of celebration this that and the other thing Damn. and it made me think of this um this quote that's been attributed to uh andy warhol where he said art is what you could get away with mm-hmm. so i thought that was slick you know um it's what it is. However, you feel. It's all subjective. You know. It's what it is. This is what he's saying. It's how he feel. If you fuck with it, you fuck with it. If you don't, let it to put it to the side. Put it to the I side. think a lot of people have certain expectations based on his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and their desire. You know. Nowadays, the the buying public is louder than before due to social media platforms and everything else to where their opinions can be heard or at least mm-hmm. be heard amongst the others. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I fell asleep to it, and then uh, maybe the next day I kind of had it in the background. Like, I was doing background shit. I was walking around with it, you know. I really know, like, the first song, the first record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else, I kind of it just fades out. But I know the first record, and... This is what I appreciate about it, you know. Uh, and this is the this is a testament to, you know, his position in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh he it was it was almost like he made you pay attention to the flute. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He made you pay attention to the flute. Like whether or not, like I seen Metro Boomin laughing when he was D de- I mean, joking when he was DJing, talking about Joe nigga. Dre played the flute on Mask Off. And niggas was like, for a hot second, you know, it started getting reported until he had to kind of say, dog, I was playing. But <laughs> it was just so funny. It was just so funny, like, how that became validation. 
Right. <laughs> okay. It's accessible. It's in, it's in a fucking anthem. It's in a classic joint. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they like, oh shit, you know. Um, but it made you pay. It made pay. T- it's like a, it's like when you get high. You know, when you get high, it it it. Well, I'll say this. It made you slow down, mm-hmm. right? And against that was part of the intention, right? It's not. Like he said, this ain't no jams. This shit ain't going to just impact you. And, you know, this is something that it's almost, it's about damn near meditation, as he right. said. Right? It's like getting high. Like, when you know when you you spark up a, you know what I'm saying, smoke a blunt or something, and, you know, that first maybe 10, 15 minutes, you kind of anticipate in the high to, to, oh, okay, nah, nigga, I'm feeling it. And then you're starting to pay attention to the high. You know, you're starting to pay attention to your ideas a little bit more. Shit, slow down a little bit. You're like, okay, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you laughing, like, colors are bright, all of that shit. But it makes you kind of just focus, pay attention, mm-hmm. right? Um, so much music comes out that people stop paying attention by the fourth song. It's just like nowadays, people just want what they want, but once they get it, they got it. Mm. And it's no real sitting with shit because shit is just so, it's we want it. That's That becomes the story. Yo, when such and such going to drop? It's been too long since they dropped. Well, we want a motherfucking, we want a Rihanna album. We want a D'Angelo album. We want a such and such album. When the shit come out, it's like, oh, okay. And then maybe it's classic, it's trash, whatever, whatever. A couple days go by. And then it all resets again. I bet we got that. What's up with the news such and such? Mm -hmm. Um, This, I think, it doesn't play in that same arena. It's not as... It's it's, it's almost... It'll either get... It'll get dismissed before it's disposed of. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, man, fuck that shit. And look, that is what it is. But there's a lot of people that are like they're gonna they're gonna try to, I don't say grapple with it, but they're gonna try to understand it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it's so unfamiliar. It ain't like what you used to. You know. So it's it's been it's been kind of it's been kind of interesting. It's been interesting again. Like I haven't. I'm gonna listen to it some more. I I listen to jazz shit in the back. I call it some. I think it's some jazz shit. Yeah, no doubt. I call it. You know. It's some jazz shit. And I typically, when I write, I'd like to put shit on with no lyrics anyway. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I'm going to put it on and have it on in the background or whatever and kind of get into it a little bit more. There's been a couple things that I caught here that it's just like, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's fine at this point. You know what I mean? Right. It ain't, it ain't, I, I haven't been affected by anything other than I've considered it and it's funny right. that the the right. good podcast is all songs considered because i really i all right let me let me take the minute like it, again it goes back to the fact that he has garnered the uh the benefit of the doubt based on his career whether right. you know whether you like it or not people are going to pay attention based on his legacy right. so and that's and, that's where i'm at with it and people listen to this type shit all the fucking time that they don't talk about. They put it on the YouTube with the anime drawings and shit and listen to the shit. Oh, the lo-fi shit? Lo-fi yeah. or the meditative shit. It's all kind of shit out there for you. Or the jazz. Like for me, you know what I'm saying? You got people like Alice Coltrane and and uh, mm-hmm. Sun Ra 
and all of these mm-hmm. old jazz era artists that was like during the the whole fucking acid era of just blow your fucking mind on some shit that don't mm-hmm. even halfway make sense when you first listen to it. Goddamn Griot right. Galaxy out of Detroit. Like, mm. they be on some other shit, you know what I mean? And and it just they just trying to take the shit to a whole nother place through the music and the vibes, right? And I think with Dre, he ain't mastered the flute yet, but he put himself in an arena where where his talent was at, it matched where he was trying to go. You know what I'm saying? And he could grow from within that. There's nobody going to judge him versus the, the flute player on Bobby Humphrey's album or wherever, or Farrell, you know what I'm saying, Saunders or no shit like that. You're going to take him from where he was, just like with rap. We wasn't no, the, the beginning rap people wasn't no, no super musicians and, and shit like that. Niggas had words. Niggas might scratch some albums together. And we took it as that. But the music purists would be like, oh, no. Oh, it, he didn't even play that. They just, just taking one record. And that is good times. The musicians are just playing good times over, you know. But at the end of the day, niggas is creating something brand new out of something that exists. Dre is just creating something brand new out of what he's playing through the little, through the wood the wood tone. You know what I'm saying? And because of his platform, because of who he is and where he's been and what he's been able to do, he'll be able to bring people together around that. It might not be in the same types of numbers, but it could be bigger, could be smaller, could start smaller and get bigger. I don't know, but it opens up a brand new lane that has no fucking end to it. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's just like when people criticize Drake for doing the dance album, but not realizing that globally, dance don't really have no end to it. You could play a dance record from 20 years ago, ain't nobody tripping, because niggas is dancing. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. a nigga create a lane for himself to go to Ibiza every Sunday, every summer and make, you know what I'm saying, such and such a show for the for the whole summer and don't go nowhere in a, in a residency? Shit. I be dropping me a dance album every year, along with my rap yeah. album and all other shit nigga do. So when, when rap is over, shit, we'll go dance. Right. You know? It's just a whole nother context. Yeah, yeah. now nah, you're right. Yeah, it's another uh-huh. context, but for him as an artist, it opens up uh-huh. a brand new lane of his own creation with no one right. in his way. What what meditative right. artist is in his way? We don't know because we don't know him. He is the meditative right. artist. <laughs> nigga, that nigga He's is, the guy that's going, yeah. He running our insights timer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. Say that again. I ain't even. What's the last one you said? He's running what? Insights Timer. Insights Timer is the meditative app that got all of the different kinds of meditations. Um, oh, okay. There's classes. It's all kind of shit. I use that shit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out mm. to 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 uh, Rachel Johnson. Put me on to the Insights Timer. When I was down. Insights Timer. Yeah, Insights Timer. Oh. Okay. You, it started that. off as a place to time your meditations and shit. Right, right. Now I got all kind of classes. It got all, you know, playlists. They got all that shit. That nigga gonna run that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you gotta yeah. pay for that bitch. That shit ain't free. Yeah. So 
You know, it's a lane. It's a lane. It's people out here trying to get their mind right. It's people out here trying to, sure. you know what I'm saying, check out of the, the frenzy and fucking check into their own self. You know what I'm saying? It's this, you know, this is the, as they say, the age of Aquarius, if you believe in that sort of thing where all of that shit is coming into play. But, you mm-hmm. know, everybody got to take their journey. And some some people going to end up on that journey. And he going to be leading the way with his flute. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, well, you ain't even got to be in the conversation of sliding and, and niggas getting dropped and, you know what I'm saying, the bag and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And the cool shit is it's its own thing. Like you said, thinking about stuff like you know, Sun Ra and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's also how it's introduced to you. You know, like when you introduced to some. I remember the first time I really got introduced to Sun Ra. It was definitely on some old. This some different type shit. It wasn't even that preamble. Mm-hmm. Niggas was smoking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was it was it was like one of my homies would always play some left shit. When we would mm-hmm. smoke, some left some different shit. This is pre Shazam, but it it inspired that same desire to be like, yo, what's this? It was mm-hmm. always the what's this, and you know the when you got the what's this, I think Shazam is robbing people of the yo, what's that? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people take pride in putting people up like, ah, oh, you ain't up on this, huh? Oh, this mm-hmm. that such and such. So it was one of those. And I remember it was the Sun Ra Liquidity album, oh, and it man, was just I love so. That album. That shit is fire. I love it. But it was just so different. And I was like, yo, what is this? And it made me explore and listen to more shit. So I think that that's what's going to happen here for a lot of people. And like I think you said last week, there's going to be people that are going to be introduced to Andre on the flute album that don't even know he was an MC. You know? So it's just, it's this point of entry. It's a different, it's a whole new point of entry. And come through, have a good time, or not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everything ain't for everybody, and that's the beauty of art. You know, like, that's the thing. Sometimes, mm-hmm. every you know, look, it's it's the statement. It's the statement. If you get it, you get it. You know, if not, it is cool. Right. It's here for you if you ever want to revisit or never. Right. You know? But Shoot. it's out there, and I, I, that's something that's inspiring, too. Just right. put the shit in the world. Let the people get to it. Whoever could get it out your system. Cause I think that's what it is. Like he talked about, you know, the album in itself. One of the things is, you know, like when he's playing that album, this shit is all, there ain't no rehearsals. This mm-hmm. was the rehearsal. Right. But it's very much like old jazz when they would just, a bunch of players get together and just cut a record, put right. that bitch out. Like, right. you know, you look at some of these jazz players, these motherfuckers got. 15, 16 albums. Every time they got together, they was like, yo, it's like a cypher. Let's just put some shit together. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the studio. I'm going to play the horn. You're going to get on the on the drums, and we're going to jam for about 45 minutes, and we're going to press that shit, and we're going to sell it. Yeah, It's going to be in the world. To this, it's on the record. So, yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to that son, Rob, man. Everything that I produced in my first half of my adult life, I... I spent time with Lanquidity to mm. to think that shit through. Yeah. That's for sure. That's a good-ass album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I had a question for you. This is different. Um, <laughs> how much do you think? I was thinking about this just recently. I was um, actually I was clearing off my camera roll and putting it on my my external as I'd like to do because mm-hmm. I don't really I don't play with the cloud or whatever. But like, how much of this compiling of digital media is just an illusion that we just choose to buy into, you know? Like, well, I'll say it like this, man. It, 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 it is, um, a lot of people use it like it's an illusion. A lot of people treat it as an illusion. Um, some people catalog it and use it for their own future. You know what I'm saying? Um, others, it's just something that was there. This was a time and maybe something that maybe your people might find years later. But the 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 power of being able to catalog these things, it 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 gives you it gives you great strength in in really telling your story or really telling your your professional story. You know, you took these pictures you may n- never call yourself a photographer, but you got years of that shit, and you're a photographer. And one day you might break them shits out, and as you, you know what I'm saying, at the top of your comedy game, be like, I'm dropping this fucking photo residence at such and such, and niggas going to be like, damn, this nigga a photographer now? And then that shit going to be like from 2001, 2000, and it'll be, you know, the lemon catalog. You know what I mean? It's a difference. Like I tell niggas all the time, it's a difference between a motherfucking resume and a catalog. What's the difference? Resume is some people put together to ask for work. A catalog is some people put together to put a price tag on all they shit. And the only way you're going to know your worth or be able to try your worth is to know where all your shit at and how, how you got it put together. So I think cataloging your fucking pictures is a great idea whether you do something with it or not at least you have a place where you've put that shit and you know that's where it's at that's what i that's what i got and if you decide you want to do something with it it's there you know what i'm saying but for most motherfuckers we just take that shit it's just sitting there we get a new phone <laughs> we can't upload all that shit that shit just sit on the old phone to the old phone just fades away and then that was that We'll post it. We'll post the good shit as we see it as we go on the on the social, but how are we really looking at our lives? Like we have a, a unique opportunity to look at our lives unlike any other generation. You know what I'm saying? We got we got recording, we got video, we got sound, we got all this shit in our hands. Twenty four hours a day, we addicted so much that we won't put that shit down. We won't let that shit go. But we allow everybody else to utilize our catalog more than we utilize it ourselves. So you're right that it is an illusion for most people, but it it has a potential to be a lot of things for everybody if we look at it the way, you know what I'm saying, we want to look at it to utilize it. The reason I was saying it's an illusion, and maybe an illusion, well, 
an illusion or just something you got to keep up with. And the reason I was saying an illusion as far as particularly digital media is mm -hmm. <clears throat> you have to make sure that whatever you have that is storing this shit <laughs> is <laughs> up to its code technologically. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that this fucking external don't fucking crash. It will. Make sure that you got whatever the converter is. Do, do they even recognize this format? Did you not convert the format? Into, like all of that type of shit I'm yeah. talking about. Like where it's yeah. like, damn, I had a whole, I had gigs of this shit and now this file, this file is, you can't even read this file. Unfortunately, we can't read. We don't recognize this file no more. We don't fuck with it, or we gonna convert it. But when we convert it, it's gonna distort the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. So it's like, cause sitting on archive, feeling good. You know, it's a difference between physical because unless that shit deteriorates or there's a flood or a fire or whatever, and obviously, everything. At, at, look, everything is finite, you know. So they say, but it's just, it's like. Sometimes I just look at the gigs of shit that I got, whether it's photos or music or whatever, and I'm like, it's shit cool today. You know what I mean? But, ah, shit, because I've had shit just <laughs> go left, where, like, now you can't even open that. You can't even ex can't access that no more. And I don't even remember everything that was in the folder. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, it's lost to the, to the, to the passage of time. You know, yeah, that's what you know, that's, that's, real, a, that's an unfortunate yeah. thing. You know, yes, the technology, whatever drive you got, you better be that shit ain't gonna last. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, if you don't back up, you will lose. And mm -hmm. and that's okay. You will lose. You have to go with what you got. But yeah, yeah, you're right. That shit will corrupt on your ass. You know, corrupt young Gotti. And yeah, it, it, shit, man. Life crazy, man, because you will lose shit. And some shit will break your heart, but mm. other shit you got to keep going. Some shit will make you change your whole life, but you got to keep going. You know? Shit. Um, remember Humpty Hump? House burnt down. Lost all his music files in history. Kareem Abdul, the bar house burnt down. Lost all his shit. Like, you know, we, we all yeah, end up with... Yeah, we end up in places where you gotta, you gotta shake that shit, lose some shit, keep going. You know, right? right keep going. Yeah. Man, I don't know. That shit's sad. <laughs> 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 said some shit to break your heart. Yeah, it did get a little somber, but yeah. it's real. But I, you know, because yeah. it's memories more than anything. Yeah. like that's the thing. It's memories. All of this, you know, all of this shit. Tangible or not, it's what it evokes. Right. You know, you look at a photo and you're like, oh, shit, it take you right back. You hear a song, it take yeah. you right back. Yeah. And, you know. It's crazy because you I... Know, you know, go ahead. Nah, go ahead, go ahead. I go through Instagram now like, damn, I have no pictures of my childhood. You know what I'm saying? If uh -huh. you look on my gram and see any pictures of me as a kid, that's some shit I stumbled upon. My last one I posted, I just saw that bitch. I posted it the day I got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, mm -hmm. I ain't never seen this shit before. You know, so it it I wish I had took more pictures when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? 
I got a right. whole bag of 35 millimeter film that's never been developed that I don't know if it can be. You know what I'm saying? I could uh-huh. try it, you know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. college year shit that I never, you know, you know, you broke. You ain't got money to take that shit to Eckert's and get right, developed. Right. Eckert's. Wow. <laughs> took it back. Eckert's. Damn. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. R.I.P. Yeah, for I the think, young people, that's yeah. like what, what turned into Walgreens or CVS or some right. shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I think it's CVS. Yeah. But, Damn. Um, you know, I wish I had more pictures of my youth or right. my experience, right. but I got my memories and yeah. I can, I can make shit off of that. You know, like it's people, we doing all this talking. We could talk through these different things. We could animate these different things. We could react, reenact these things, you know, but it's really taking your experience and, and making shit. If you're creative if you a regular person, man, remember the people house you go to and they, they got all the fucking photo albums, nigga? You be like, mm-hmm. God damn, these people got their shit together. Even it could be the, you know what I'm saying? They ain't had to have much at all, but they got all the photo albums. Like, damn, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, stacked yeah. up. It's like, damn, I wish I had this. That's that's Proof of life. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like niggas probably was tripping on the hieroglyphic nigga. But that nigga was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, that's going to all be what's left of your ass, these hieroglyphics. Right. Uh, right. So, I don't know, man. We just out here living life, man. We need to. I need to get on some of that Dre and start to meditate this shit to death and get it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, what you about to say? No, nah, I, was, I was about to talk about an experience I had this week where Go ahead. it connected like with my daughter's experience talking about like you know these childhood things and, and deciding how you gonna live your life um, I had a, a opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with uh, you know it was led by Dougie Fresh and Ed Lover and no, it was just super interesting sitting with Dougie Fresh because he has so much firsthand knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can mm-hmm. talk about the Busy B tape that was going around. He's like, nigga, I was sitting on the side of the stage. You know what I'm saying? When that happened. Like, I'm 13. Right. And, right. and it was, like, mind-blowing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we talked about Tila Rock, and I knew Tila Rock was, like, one of the Treacherous Three brothers. And they wanted the dude from Treacherous 3 to do the song. Like, Rick Rubin wanted him to do the song. But he was like, nah, do it with my brother because I'm signed already with Treacherous 3. And that's how we got Tila Rock. But I didn't know mm. that the actual rap was written by, I think it was Spoonie, one of them damn Treacherous 3 niggas, the, wrote the, the rap for Tila Rock. Which I was like, mm. damn, that's crazy because that's like some of the hardest shit that had ever hit at the time to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I got to I got to give a Miami experience of these records, you know, with some New York niggas who was there when it was being made, but I'm a nigga that was just young receiving it from a whole nother place. These vinyls with no faces. You know what I'm saying? And and it was so it was such a dope conversation that, you know, um, I had a great time. But then I realized after it was as it was over, you know, you stand around taking pictures and stuff like that. Um, 
it was like, damn, these the niggas. When I decided that this was what I, I was going to do, like entertainment and hip hop, and I was going to be a part of that shit, was like Beat Street. You know what I'm saying? When I saw Beat Street, I was like, yo, that's it. That was like where you could actually see the lifestyle of the shit. Shout out to to all the people that was doing it. They, and he credited it to um, Harry Belafonte bringing the funds for the shit. I'm like, God damn, I never knew that. But it's like it was a significant image that made me change my the course of my life. I'm like, nah, fuck all that other shit. I'm doing that right there. And I've done that my whole fucking career. I've never had no real fucking job outside of doing that. You know what I'm saying? And so after we finished, it was another group coming in, and Kumo D was there. Kumo D was in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, mm-hmm. and I had just did a piece, and they behind the scenes piece, and they was like, you know, what's a hip hop lyric that you know what I'm saying that that lives with you every day, like now? And you know, and that's hard because there's a hip hop lyric for every situation. You know what I'm saying? But one that I use over and over and over. And it's it's not that I'm grown, because you know when Dre was like you forty, what you rapping about? But Kumo D said in the song they want money. He said you know saying back up off me, smell the coffee. I tell my kids that when they be asking for too much, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know how black moms be like, don't touch nothing, don't ask for nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them type of lines. Ah, back up off me, smell the coffee. I done told you, you know what I'm saying? But after after I said it, you know Kumo D walked in. And then somebody brought him over to me, and you know, you know what I'm saying? I had to tell him the story, which was all obviously embarrassing because it's like it don't fit telling the nigga who wrote the shit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nigga, that wasn't even my hardest line, nigga. You run around. Th-. So it was kind of embarrassing to have to say the story in front of the nigga who wrote the shit, but it was cool to be able to meet niggas that was in the image that you saw when you decided that I'm going to do all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Kumo D rapping through the wall at Santa Claus. Dougie Fresh coming through with the beatbox on the same scene in the same wall. Those were the niggas. Those were the niggas who was doing it. And so I go home. You know what I'm saying? Next night with my kids, with my daughter. And she comes out of the room. She was like, yo, I want you to see something. And I'm like, what? It's like this, this, this show on Netflix it describes exactly what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, damn, that's crazy because I just saw the niggas who was in a film that described exactly what I wanted to do, so I was interested to see what she was talking about. So she put it on Netflix, and lo and behold, there's a movie called The Beauty Effect that um, that was originally done for Comcast at around the same time as we did the, the uh, Homecoming movie. It was on the, the same people. So Keisha Boy, executive produced that. She executive produced the thing we was on. And and um the beauty effect was all about uh, CJ Faison was the EP. You know what I'm saying? We were on a, a panel together talking about shit. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a movie about beauty and and people who work in beauty and fashion. And to her, it was showing her exactly, you know what I'm saying, the, the stuff that she had in her mind. Just as as right. as Dougie Fresh and them did for me, you know what I'm saying, and and I immediately understood what that was. So we sat and we watched the shit, you know what I'm saying, and it was just sinking in that you know we make these decisions 
based off of people's work. And those catalogs you talk about, that's your work. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody that's probably making a decision off of some of your work. You know what I'm saying? Some of my work. I don't know. It won't, we won't, ne- might not ever know. You know what I'm saying? Until 10, right. 15 years from now, we sitting on some panel and the nigga just tell you some shit. And you be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Some shit you might even forgot. Right. Or you ain't even think about. Back up off me. You know what I mean? Like, he like, oh, rip, that shit inspired the fuck out of you. Right. And it's a, to him, felt like a throwaway line. Yeah, but shit, I mean, it was just another thing, you know? Yeah. And then when I pulled that shit up online, the video came mm-hmm. up. That nigga shot that shit mm-hmm. on my block in Brooklyn. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? They shot the video on on my block, nigga. I'm like, damn, that's my block in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was in Miami not even thinking about this shit. So it's it's like these small things that we do as, as, you know, acts of, of creativeness coming out of our mind, utilizing the world as an inspiration and filtering through our own sensibilities. You know, yeah. it it affects people. You know what I'm saying? It might be one motherfucker, but it's it's another part. It's like being a piece, a circle of the life, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. you could be Simba and try to sit the shit out. And then your ass got to get back in the shit. Like, Simba, join the circle of life, nigga. Tripping. Mm. Yeah, see, I never saw the Lion King, so I missed that last part of Damn, the, the reference. But I, I'm sure, I'm sure people, and everybody says that every time I say that, people are like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's like I ain't see Roots or some shit. Niggas oh, like, get shit. the fuck, what, nigga? Yeah, I nah, ain't see the Lion nah, King. So, uh, but I, I'm sure the people get it. Yeah, so uh, let me right quick. The like Simba was the son, right? And then you know they mm-hmm. killed they killed his daddy, his brother, his brother. Well, don't spoil it, nigga. You ain't finna watch the shit, no way. I know, nigga. All these goddamn years, nigga. Shit, Simba. After they killed his daddy, Kimba, Simba ran off in the woods. You know what I'm saying? As a little uh-huh. nigga, and as a little nigga in the woods, he met some other cool little niggas, a pig and some all some little random animals. You know what I'm saying? And he was he was like a little baby lion, just you know what I'm saying. And they had a song. He didn't know. Hakuma Matata, you know what I'm saying? Like, chill, let's be cool with everybody. But these like low life animals that ain't that ain't no predators and go and killing everything. Simba's a, right. a big badass predator. He the king of the jungle, but he chilling with the you know what I'm saying? With the cats down, you know, just just down for some cool out shit. And when he ran into Nala, who he grew up with, who is back in the tribe, she like, nigga, where the fuck you been, nigga? We need you. You know what I'm saying? And he like Hakumba. Hey, don't say no more. Don't say no more. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch this shit. But I get it. Hakumba Matata, nigga. Hakumba Matata. Yeah, I know. Means no, no worries. I know that part. I'm, I'm I'm hip to, I'm hip to the references. I just never watched the shit. I got Disney Plus. I'm I'm gonna check it out. I'm sorry, man. I ain't gonna spoil Lion King for you. Thirty years later. Come on. All right. That's it. That was my Black Fathers moment. That's what's up, man. That's dope. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen some of that that uh, film you're talking about. I've seen mm-hmm. it on what's on HBO Max. It's, it's like on that. Netflix now. Oh, on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some of that. Yeah, that's fire. That's dope, though. It's dope that you know, you know. I've been hearing over these last few weeks, like you know, you and your just to hear about how you and your daughter connecting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. What I mean, just on her path now. You know what I'm saying? Now she's realizing. What her path is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? This the this is the the last of the Mohicans, you know what I'm saying? Like this is the you know, 
It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like yeah. you seen everybody kind of ascend to what they they're growing towards. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's just like, all right, bet. The, the seek the 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 last of the the um the trilogy. <laughs> That's fire. Right. Um. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. Thanksgiving coming up uh, Thursday. You excited? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to see how much I could partake. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh-huh. niggas on a new gotcha. kind of diet. But right. I, I'm super, uh-huh. I'm excited about seeing what it is. I'm, I, I might try to, uh, a new um, plate, to some, a new dish or some shit to add mm-hmm. to, to the, you know, to the stash, not to the public, not to the public uh, reception, but for the, you know, saying the at home stash for the day after and all that type of shit, you know, because I usually I usually do, you know, a turkey, and then a fried turkey, which so it'll, it'll be enough of that shit left over, you know, what I'm saying to get into when you're just at the crib, but um, we're doing it uh, with the mother in law this year, so I to see I think we we doing I got to see what we bringing, and then. What I need to do on the side just for the for the hit house, you know what I'm saying? After the fact, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, right now it's it's gonna be what it's gonna be. It ain't gonna, you know, it's not a whole lot of uh, of men on that side of the family. So I might be the nigga watching the game on his phone in the corner after a while. But <laughs> I will, I will enjoy, I will enjoy myself. That's for sure. That's what it is. That's what's up. Yeah. What about you? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm just going to go out to see the family, mm-hmm. you know, eat a little something, talk some shit, you know, just, just, just kick it. You know what I mean? It should be good. It should be good. And I'm, I'm going to take home some leftovers. I already started like, uh, you know, uh, pruning the refrigerator to make some room. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna run off some leftovers for a little bit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to that type of shit, and then and then just the you know just the uh, the fellowship of it all, the right. bug out. As I'm getting older, I I enjoy that. I enjoy the the bug out, you know, right. the kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. Uh, that's what's up. That's, that's what's it. up. That's what's up. Shit. Yeah, that's you it. Know? Have a happy um, Thanksgiving. Yeah, y'all have a happy Thanksgiving for sure. For sure, yeah. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. Fargo coming back. Really? I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it comes back tonight. Where, is so, it Chris yeah. Rock or is it Chris Rock with just that one season? Nah, that was just that one season. Every season they got like a whole new right, kind right, of new right. cast. This season is John Hamm. So that's the only person I know. That's Don Draper from Mad Men. Okay. Uh, so that should be interesting. But that, I fuck with that show. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and then later on, you know, Raising Cane is coming back. So the shows are starting to, starting to you know, creep starting to show in. up. Starting to creep back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Good times, good times. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. I think it's time to transform and roll out. But before I do, I want to let the people know where they could see me at, you know. Um I'll be performing locally. You know, I'll put that on the thing. I think I'm at Eastville this weekend out in Brooklyn. But um, on the road, I'm going to be at uh, 
As y'all all know, I need y'all to come out. I'm at uh, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, November 30th through December 2nd. Get your tickets now. Tickets are available on my website, DamianLemon.com, as are the tickets for the DC Improv, February 8th through the 10th. And then I'll be at the Hartford, I'll be at City Steam in Hartford, Connecticut, February 16th through the 17th. Tickets will be on sale uh, soon. I'll keep y'all posted on that. But right now, those Ann Arbor tickets and those DC Improv tickets are on sale right now. That's November 30th to December 2nd. Let's sell that shit out. And February 8th through the 10th, DC Improv. And uh, as things come about, I'll put y'all, you know, I'll keep you posted. But DamianLemon.com just to find out. And until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. <laughs>